So today's episode is going to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. in that there's no guests or calls. It's just me and you getting down and dirty. (laughs) Just like if I were to get all up in your inbox. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Cherry Stevie for her review and helping us to not feel so alone as well. I'm your host, Meredith from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be a large pile of horse crap. (laughs) So welcome to Take It or Leave It. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to talk about sex toys and nativity scenes, stay-at-home mom depression, and how many times you have to ask your spouse to do something before they actually do it. Mm. Mm. (laughs) That's the international (laughs) fed up mom sound. Hmm. Okay, so do you you have any mom fails there, Rudolph, that you want to share with us? (laughs) So I guess we can go ahead and use today's mom fail moment. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and get in on that because I had an epic one this morning with my nine, soon to be 10-year-old daughter. Uh, I'll preface it with, she's as mean as a snake. I love her to the moon and back and I always will, but she's just like me. And so this morning she comes in and she's like, mom, it's theme day. I need to do, I need to look like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And so she comes in with a marker and she's about to go draw on her face with a marker. And I'm like, we're, we're, we're not doing that. And right. she's like, yes, yes, I am. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. I said, just come into the bathroom. Let me get out my makeup. I'll give you a red nose. I'll draw some antlers on. You'll be good to go. So as I start to do this, she's looking in the mirror and she's like, I do not look like Rudolph. I look like a clown. And I was like, whoa, slow your roll. Mm -hmm. I'm going to draw on these antlers. You're going to be fine. Right. And I just do like three little thingies up here and a little, like a little whatever. You know what I mean? You drew it on her actual forehead? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't have any other options at this point. I had no idea it was theme day. Right. And it was 10 minutes before you had to get in the car. Yeah. So I'm just drawing things on her face. She's (laughs) like, this looks stupid. And I'm like, you need to slow your roll. You asked me for help let's right. remember so she starts screaming well actually she didn't what she was gonna do it herself yeah, and you she, insisted on doing I it i insisted on doing it because i wasn't gonna let her draw on her face with markers <laughs> so she didn't ask you for help <laughs> okay you forced your artistry i did onto as, her face as i as yes i absolutely did so i go ahead and i continue down this path she starts grabbing for the makeup wipes and starts wiping her face off so then i'm like i've started this i'm gonna finish it (laughs) so then we get into this big fight she's screaming i'm screaming she storms out of the bathroom so then my husband gets involved you're grounded forever in perpetuity (laughs) you are so mean to your mom and she's like i don't care and i'm like i i was so angry so I'm getting, I'm getting myself, getting my sneakers on. I run them out the door. We drive to school in silence. As we're getting out, I had given all my kids a granola bar because I knew we were going to be late for school. So as I'm getting out, the boys come up to me and hug me. Thank you, mom, for everything you've ever done. <laughs> yes. Thank you, mom. I love you so much. Thank you. So much. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So they're exiting. She gets, goes out the door, goes, bye, love you, and drops the granola bar on the floor of the car. Like a spite drop. Like I'm not eating this out of spite. A spite drop. A spite drop. And so I, of course, I'm driving from the school crying. 
Oh, really? Literally? It got me very upset because I don't want to be a crappy mom, especially in the morning when I'm driving them to school. It's like, I don't want you to start your day on a crappy note, but her day started on a crappy note. My day started on a crappy note. All over freaking Rudolph's nose. Stupid nose. Is this the first time that you guys have had like a big blow up like this? No. Oh, okay. No, no. no. Obviously, it's gotten more pronounced as she's come into her own. Well, coming into her own, and then she's also I in that spot now where she's very prepubescent. We've already had her at the pediatrician because she's developing the breast buds and other things, and. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the that's the term they used. It was awful. I know. I was sitting there like, you're kidding, right? And they're like, no, no. Breast buds. Yes, this is a thing. And I was like, I'd prefer it not to be. <laughs> She's only going to be 10 in February. So it was, it was an awful morning. Wow. And so, and here's the best part. She's not really going to be grounded when she comes home because my sister just flew in from California and she's watching the kids tonight. So they're going to be drinking hot chocolate and doing a freaking gingerbread house oh my god so it's like i can't because it's so my husband will be like well she doesn't get to participate and it's like my sister's only here from california right you know your sister in an awkward right so it's like i can't do that like we can't do that but he's like well then and i know this exact fight that we're gonna have well then this is on you and it's gonna be like okay everything's on me always and forever so there so yeah it's been a rough morning it was a morning it was a morning um and so Prayers. I don't know what else to say. That I don't have a 10-year-old. I can't imagine. My tantrums are, you know, just illogical and irrational because they're two and four. Well, that's okay. 10-year-olds are pretty illogical and irrational as well. Right. But that's all right. It's fine. We all get through it. Do you have a terrible joke for me to tear I me up? amazing joke. Okay. How much did Santa pay for a sleigh? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have... I actually don't have the joke, so I don't know the answer. Nothing. It was on the house. <laughs> that's so terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst. That was actually one of the best. That is that is really good. And I didn't have it on here because I have the wrong sheet. So it was a surprise. So it was a surprise. You're welcome. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say Christmas balls, and then I realized that wasn't the joke <laughs> at all. <laughs> so in trending news, I can't believe you haven't heard about this yet. No. I don't know where you get your secret info. Uh, so a young student brought a sex toy to the nativity scene for the school play. Okay. So uh, Helen Cox, (laughs) that's her name. (laughs) Helen Cox's son, Alfie, needed a shepherd's costume for school. So she did what any mom does, and she went to Amazon. Mm -hmm. And she was searching for shepherd's costumes, and she wanted to make sure that he really had the full costume. So she wanted to get a sheep. To go with his shepherd's costume, right? Because they were sheep herders. Yeah. So she she goes online and she finds on Amazon an inflatable sheep. And she thinks, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. He's got his shepherd's costume. He's got a sheep. (sighs) Well, what had been listed as a boy's shepherd costume with an inflatable sheep turned out to be a shepherd's robe and a sheep less interested in being herded than, well, rammed. (laughs) It was a dirty, dirty sheep. Wait. Yeah. Do you want to process that for a sec? So she didn't realize it? No. It she, had a hole in the back, I'm assuming. It's it had a hole in the back, a hole in the in the mouth. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? It was the sheep was wearing lipstick. It had a <laughs> a bow on the top of its head and eyelashes. No. Oh yes. Mary had a little lamb indeed. Oh 
So, okay, pun. <laughs> pun, Patty. Yeah. What, uh, who is, what? So, who's so actually she, buying these is my question. I'm, it's, I'm sure there's a fetish market for this. Let's oh. just be honest. Okay. So, that's a thing. And obviously, judge. people are, but they've made them. They've literally made inflatable sheeps for people to do the deed with. So, obviously, okay. it's a thing. I've Listen, how did they find that. out? How did they find out? Well, the mom sends blows up the sheep <laughs> sends it to gets him dressed in his costume sends him to school and that afternoon he comes home with the sheep and she goes why do you have that that's supposed to stay at school because the nativity play is on friday night and he oh goes God. the teachers made me take it home and she goes why so then upon further inspection she realized oh. that there was a hole in the mouth a hole in the backside, and then when she took a better look at it she was like the sheep looked very welcoming Oh, and very um, promiscuous, as she stated. So did she post this like on her per- personal page? It went viral. Yeah. And so then everybody started covering it. We actually wrote an article about it on That's Inappropriate. But I just I died laughing when I'm reading this mother's account. So she said, um, Alfie c- couldn't be more pleased with his promiscuous pal. I told him you can't have the sheep anymore. And he kept asking for a reason. So she said, um, it doesn't look like a proper sheep because it had a mustache, red lipstick, and a bow. But he said, I still want it, Mommy. I love my sheep. And so she's been trying to take it away from him, I guess, for like the last week. And he keeps taking it back and sleeping with it like it's a stuffed animal in his bed. <laughs> Could you imagine? So why not? Okay. But if you need help with disposing of pornographic livestock, he's your man. Right. So why? I mean, I feel like at the, yeah. Okay. But I thought the best part was when he asked why there were holes in the sheep's backside, the mom said, it's just a place to, to, to stash the toilet paper (laughs) for when the sheep has to go to the bathroom. I would have, I would have had to stab the sheep and been like, sorry, we can't play with it. It has a hole in it. Yeah. Whoops. (sighs) That I mean, is, I don't know. But if nobody knows, you know, he wants to play with it, let him play with it. He doesn't know any better. No, he was a little kid. He was probably all of six or seven. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. But could you imagine the teachers at, like, the lunchroom that day being like, do you know <laughs> Do you know what Mrs. Cox sent in? Yeah. I. So they so, uh, did they try to talk to her and ask? Like, She hey. said she hasn't been contacted by the school yet, but she's assuming it's coming. And I was so like, awkward. obviously it was a mistake. I don't think any parent in their right mind is sending in. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, the, she obviously didn't notice. And it's easy to throw stuff in your cart on Amazon. Yeah. When I first heard the title, I was like, How, "What part would a dildo play in right. the nativity scene?" <laughs> and I, I never anticipated is, a sheep. Is baby Jesus now a vibrator? <laughs> right. Like, what is going on? No, no. It was just the sheep. The sheep. Her. The shepherd and the sheep. Oh, that's too funny. We're a little bit, a little bit out there. So I don't know. I, I found this story quite funny. I enjoyed it. I just remembered something what? from my childhood. Uh, you know Benoit balls? Yeah. Are they for your vagina? Yes. Okay. I brought them for show and tell. Where did you find Benoit balls? We had them, but my dad jiggled them in his hands all the time. They were like weighted. You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe yeah. They're, they're weighted and they go. Wah, 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 yeah. Wah. So I so I brought them in and it just dawned on me now. My whole childhood is a lie. That how, did you tell your dad you were going to take them in for show and tell? I don't remember. I remember. How, I remember what they look like. I remember being so excited. I remember playing with them all the time. 
Were they up my mom's bed? Is what I need to know right now. I don't have an answer to that, but I can tell you that I that is definitely a use for those. Is it's to tighten and firm up the muscle of the inner no, vagina. No, maybe, yes, it is. Maybe it's just de-stress for their hands. I'm thinking probably. Please God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you that I've definitely I've been walking down the street with somebody and they've been like, I have vagina balls in right now. And I'm like, I don't know why we're Who are this you con- walking down the street with? I've, I mean, an, get, don't give acquaintance. us names, but these are the people you use. we were. We were on a work trip and this woman was like, I use them all the time. You should try. And I'm like, if I p- tried to put that up my vagina, they'd fall out. Yeah. I have no muscle tone in there. Yeah. I've seen those eggs you could put up there. Yep. Yoni and I was eggs. so tempted to buy one. And, and you thought what? I was like, it's pointless because I'm broken. Right. Right. Literally. Yeah. Did you have all natural births? I did. Yeah. And now I have cysts. You have what? It's going to be out on the internet. Cystocele. <laughs> what is that? It's where like the the roof of your vag yeah. that holds up your bladder yeah. loses its elasticity. Yeah. And your bladder hangs. God, don't say hangs. That well, makes it a, sound so bad. Right, but it's a real thing that happens very frequently. Yeah. And you have to usually, some people have to get a sling. Were right. you told you need a sling? Not I yet. told I could have I could have one, but I feel like there's benefits to this. What are those? Yeah. So it's smaller in there now because the roof caved in. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So. All right. And my husband doesn't know. He's just like, wow. And I'm like, I know. I'm resilient. I'm <laughs> resilient. Look how tight and firm my <laughs> my vagina hole is. Yeah. So if you're out there. and uh... That's okay. I just had a hysterectomy. And so we were just given the green light for the sexual relations. Just now? Uh, Three weeks after is this scary it was a, it was okay it was a little uncomfortable but my husband's like i think you saw stitches in there and i was <gasps> like maybe and he's like no no it's for sure and i was like i'm sorry like i don't i like, couldn't finish if i was him if i felt stitches in well there. i was like i there's nothing that i can do so either you know tick tock tick tock like let's get this show on the road or you can wait it out of like a, a, a couple more weeks because they're internal stitches so they'll have to fall out on their own <sighs> Because I still have my stitches here. You can feel it right there. I have them in my little... Yeah, it's right here. They're just internal stitches that poke through the skin. Oh, internal stitches? Yeah, these are internal stitches, but they manage to come out. So I have the same thing in my vagina. So anyway, pleasant, super pleasant. But yeah, but I totally... Um, off, totally off topic. Bailey's like, uh, I'm never having children, by the way. (laughs) Poor Bailey. Uh, but you know, Gabriella Union? Yeah. Okay. So you know how she, they just had a baby via surrogate, right? Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah. So her and Dwayne Wade, um, I think she said they had somewhere around nine or 10 miscarriages. (gasps) And then the doctor was like, no, no, you like, you can keep trying, but this might not work. She has adenomyosis. And so she, they just had a baby via surrogate. She's been taking a ton of heat on social media for not wanting people to, to touch her baby if they've not been fully vaccinated and all of this stuff. And it's like, whatever people like, Jesus. just leave this friggin' family alone. Right. So anyway, she's talking about this and that's why I had to have my hysterectomy. That's what I had. I had adenomyosis. I've had several miscarriages and had preterm labor. And I thought this entire time, like I didn't, we didn't know what was wrong with me. But I just read her article about adenomyosis, and it's actually one of the reasons that people have infertility. What is it? It's the a hardening of the. It's actually endometriosis inside of your uterus. 
in the muscle. So like every time I would go, they would go in and check around and they'd tell me everything is fine. I don't know why you have all this pain and why your uterus hurts you all the time and all of this. It's because you can't, you can't really see adenomyosis unless you're going inside of the uterus itself and like taking a a look or a biopsy. And I had never had that done. Well, after the hysterectomy, they sent off samples because they had the uterus, right? So I guess they test it for all sorts of crap. I had adenomyosis. (gasps) So I, I totally was like, when I read her articles, like, oh my God, I totally feel your pain. Like I had such a hard time and I was a terrible pregnant person and it dawned on me. That's probably what it was, was the adenomyosis. Wow. So anyway, I was super excited to get rid of the uterus because it was just so broken. And cause she said to me, the doctor was like, everything looked really good when I went in. I was a little worried that I was taking out a good uterus. And I was thinking to myself, God, did I make this up this whole time? all this pain right. that I've been having. I was, I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac. Same. They, she goes, then we got the path results back. She goes, your uterus was a disaster. Oh my gosh. Disaster. So I was like, Oh, feel so much better. Thank you. But what if, so is there no point in taking out a good uterus? Like if you don't need it anymore? No, no, you can keep, you can totally keep it. If it's not causing pain and all of that, there's no reason to take it out. Cause it's a surgery and there are risks and whatever. Okay. So like, if you've got good parts, you should keep them. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just something that you did. Like it's something to do with menopause or your period or no, no. not having kids. I was just super, super every, I was, I would have cramps and bleeding for two weeks out of every month. No. And it would get to the point where there were times where I would just, I can't get up, like I couldn't get up. And I would sit down and I could actually, my uterus was so tilted that when I would sit, it felt like I was sitting on something. No. Yeah, yeah. No. And it was my uterus. Jesus. So broken. That's traumatizing for some reason for me to think about you actually physically sitting on your uterus. Well, I can't, I can't anymore, so it's painful. okay. It was terrible. It was terrible. And sex was, there was, it was tough because it was like, no, don't poke me there. Nope, not there. Aww. Nope, don't poke me here. No, no, no. You hit the uterus. He's like, I can't hit your uterus. And I'm like, you did. Things are about to get crazy <laughs> up in this house. So anyway, yeah. So that was, so it's, so it's good. I feel much better too. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. But I felt like Gabriella Union and I shared something. Yeah. You Call know? her. I should. I yeah. don't know her phone number. You find it. <sighs> Somebody showed up at my house. From- <laughs> Finding my my address so you could find her number. Probably. True, I'll just stalk her because me and her are the same level of famous. Clearly, well, <laughs> if if I'm if I'm talking, you're uh, clearly more famous than she is. I didn't want to say it, right? I know, but so today in parenting crap, um, we're going to talk about stay-at-home mom depression, which I'm so grateful to be able to talk about today. Um, because it's something that many people are experiencing and probably a lot of people aren't talking about because they feel shameful, like they're not supposed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Megan from Mama's Tired wrote an amazing piece at stay-at-home mom depression. With over 47,000 shares on her Facebook, her piece obviously resonated with many women. So her piece, uh, which we asked her to republish over on our website because it was so wonderful and so powerful, touched on a lot of things that I think you're going to um, – I think that will – resonate with with both of us but i think because you've been very vocal about the struggles that you've had yeah and i've just and i've been talking about my anxiety and how crazy that's been she talks a lot about the fact that no one understands why you're so tired why you go and cry in the shower why you can be irritable and aggravated with your kids because you have the gift of staying home with them because people will say to you all the time well you could have a real job Mm -hmm. you could have a real job but you're just staying home with your kids right and that's, I think, what bothers most women is like, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Right. Because they don't realize. Like, there are people who literally spend their lives aspiring to be a stay-at-home mom. I can't wait to be a stay-at-home mom. 
Um, and then you get into that position and you don't realize the mental warfare that goes on as a stay-at-home mom. And it sounds ridiculous. No, I like that. I like that term that you just used, the mental warfare of staying home with your kids. Because that's what it is. It's a friggin' battle every day. Yeah. And even when they're little, though, people mm-hmm. are like, wow, you get to sit around and eat Oreos and watch Dr. Phil with your newborn. Tough life. But it's not that. Mm-mm. It's so many things. I think the isolation, too, when you're used to seeing people and all of a sudden you just don't see people anymore because you debate. Like, okay, if I if I try to go out to talk to people today, <laughs> I have to get everybody dressed. I have to get everybody in the car. Mm-hmm. Then somebody's going to crap themselves. So then I have to change them, potentially bathe them, then redress them, mm-hmm. then try to get them back in the car again. By the time you leave the house, you're exhausted from just trying to get people ready. Right. Looking for shoes, yes. trying to get snacks. Because my husband yells at me all the time when I go to pick up the kids in the afternoon. Before I walk out the door in the afternoons, I pack a bag with snacks. I get like soccer equipment or whatever we have to get for the rest of the day. I'm packing. He's like, why are you bringing them snacks? They don't need anything. I'm like, well, they've been at school all day. They need snacks. They need this. They need... He's like, they don't need anything. They're fine. And it's like, no, no, no. That's the stuff that moms do, right? My kids actually don't like when my husband picks them up from school because he shows up snackless. Right. The only thing I have to offer when I do get them is like, look, I've brought snacks. Right. Love me more. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's true. But that's a true story. So, so I think that it's a very difficult spot to be in mm-hmm. when you're a stay at home mom because all of the normal mom feelings that you're having, the guilt and the stress and the overwhelm of wearing your kid like a coat get to you. Huh. Do you know that I, I remember specifically after I had my kid, my first one, what's his name? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Caden. Um, <laughs> I was sitting on the couch and my boobs were leaking. My down there was leaking. Um, I my down there, I, you know, I was smelling cause I didn't have the strength to shower. Right. And I was like, who the hell am I? I felt like a farm animal Mm -hmm. and that wasn't what I was expecting to feel like. And I kind of lost myself. Who am I apart from being a mom? I don't even remember what I love. I don't even remember what life was like. And I, you know, people have this expectation that it's going to be sunshine and joy. And when you're alone and if you have a significant other and they're out working all day, Mm -hmm. um, there's this resentment building. And then that person comes home and says, what are you so upset for? You haven't, you've been home all day. And then you're like, can I murder him and get away with it? Um, right, right. The depression is real. I mean, it's real. And depression, you know, for me, turned into not wanting to get out of bed. And by not wanting to get out of bed, I wouldn't be able to take care of my kids. Right. And so there's guilt. Yes. But I didn't care. Like, I didn't want to take care of my kids. I was that depressed. I was like, I can't do it. I'm not cut out for motherhood. And you you don't want to talk to people about it because you don't want people to be like, oh, she shouldn't be a mom. She's not a good mom. Um, so you generally keep it in thinking it'll pass and then it just gets worse. Well, and I think you I think you hit the nail on the head when you because you don't want to admit you don't want to admit that out loud. So right. you'll say it in your head and you'll beat yourself up with it. But you absolutely don't want to, for fear of the shame and the rejection that other people will give you. Because think about it. Do you remember how happy you were when they handed you the baby? Any baby you had? Like that moment, there was that like euphoric moment. Because like I remember looking at each of my babies and being like, 
oh, I created this. Mm-hmm. I am so freaking awesome. Look mm-hmm. what I did. Mm-hmm. But that's fleeting. Like that moment goes away and then the reality sinks in and it sinks in quick because like you said, you're leaking from the tops and the bottoms and the all overs and, 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 and that's it. So of course it's nice to sit and think about those euphoric moments or the joyful ones. Like I, we should, we should appreciate those, but the day to day, the grind, the mental warfare that is parenting is real and should be talked about because people are sitting there only saying it in their heads and they're not saying it out loud. And then you have a big problem down the road. Yeah. And you don't, you, I I don't know any woman who's truthfully said, I knew who I was the entire time. I never lost myself because I don't believe that you lose yourself when you become a mother for a little bit, you'll find yourself again. Yeah. It takes time. Right. But like you, you have to, you get all, it's all encompassing. Right. It's overwhelming. I I think that it's important that moms realize that it's okay not to love every single second of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And reaching out is the most important thing. Like I had an open conversation with my husband and I was like, guess what? I'm going to leave you here to watch the child and I'm leaving. And then I'm going to come back and you tell me how easy it was, okay? And I left and I came back and he's like, it was great. I don't see what the problem is. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> of course the kid was good for you. Um, so I, I, uh, w- do you have any advice to a mom who's listening to this who might be thinking like, well, I feel that way. What do I do? You need to find somebody that you can trust and you need to be honest and open about the conversation. And if you feel like you can't do that because your family is too judgmental, which could is totally a real thing, mm-hmm. you need to reach out to a professional and have that conversation because it, you have to find a way to be well for yourself and then for your family. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not well and you're not taking care of yourself mentally, how on earth are you supposed to take care of all of these other people? Because exactly. I scream it over and over again in the house. I do all, I do everything. Mm-hmm. I do all the things. I, I do all of the damn things all the time. And I'm, you know, and it's like, stop for a second. Think, you know, take a step back and remember I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So this morning I had all this mom guilt from my mom feel moment that I talked about. And I, and I was crying in the parking lot of planet fitness and I was two seconds from going home. Cause I was sad. And I was like, no, I got to park this mom guilt right here and leave it in the parking spot. I have to go in and get th- and, and sweat for 30 minutes because I'm going to feel better afterwards. And then I know that I'll be able to handle this issue with her better yeah. when she comes home, when I go to pick her up. Absolutely. But if you don't talk about it, if you don't talk about it, there's no way to get that first step of help. Right. And you need it. And, and I can't tell you to not feel all of the uncomfortable feels cause you have to feel the uncomfortable feels to get through it. Mm-hmm. And you know that we've talked a lot about that. Yeah. Okay. So in closing, in closing with this. So how do we wrap this segment up? I think that first and foremost, if you're having any of these types of issues, you need to reach out to a close family, family friend or family member. And if not, if that won't work for you, seek professional help. Yeah. And social media too. There's all kinds of support groups. What did did you do? Did you talk to a family member first about yours or a friend first? Or did you go straight to a doctor? Straight to a doctor. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. I, I didn't want to tell my husband. I didn't want him to regret uh, having kids with me. I didn't want to tell any of my friends because they all seemed like they enjoyed every second. 
I didn't want the rumor to get out that I didn't like my kids anymore. Right. So, but going to the professional was the greatest gift that I ever gave myself and those kids because I was able to be the mom that like I had intended on being when I was pregnant. Right. And I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have depression. I still have anxiety, but it's, I've learned coping skills with the help of professionals to get me through those times. You know what I started doing hmm. and it's working a little, it's working a little bit. Um, as soon as I start to have the negative talk in my head, mm-hmm. uh, I say, stop hmm. out loud or, and I just, in my head, I, I literally catch myself and I go, stop. We're not going there. Good for you. Stop. And then if, if. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour later, it pops back. Stop. I mean, there are days that I say stop about 50 million times in my head, but I'm trying to actively, when I start to have those, those feelings and those thoughts, Mm -hmm. I start to tell myself, stop. Can't go. Number one, I can't fix the issue that I'm mulling over. I have no control over it. Mm -hmm. And number two, why am I going to spend all my time being upset about this? I truly have no control over it. Right. So I, I've literally started doing that. And we've talked about it on the show. I'm medicated. I have high anxiety. Mm. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm working like you, same as you. I went to a doctor and I'm working through it and I'm not embarrassed or ashamed by it. Good. I've talked to my husband about it over and over again, probably more than he wants to hear it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's where we're at and, and we gotta, we gotta work with what we got here. So. Absolutely. So yeah. So you're so. not alone. Mm-mm. Get help. Yes. Even if it's just online support, but um, it, it doesn't have to be that way. No. And talking to your doctor can make you automatically start to feel better because uh, a good doctor is going to tell you, hey, this is really common and we can work on we can work on fixing this. Can I just say really quick, there was some people who said that they were afraid to tell their doctor because there, there was rumors of nurses that had gotten CPS involved when the mom was truthful. Mm. And I just want to say that I don't I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that the majority of the time your doctor will understand and get you help unless, you know, cause there's something called postpartum psychosis too, which is like a whole different story. Right. Um, but just being open and honest, they'll never take your kids away for working on yourself and being a better mom. No, no. And they're going to absolutely do what is in the best interest to get you the help that you need right away. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's go into uh, love and marriage because that's always fun. Yes, love and marriage is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany because we are amazing wives. Uh, So we're sponsoring this segment (laughs) with our genius wife's skills. What? Yeah, I'll write you an IOU for my portion of the sponsorship, okay? Thank you. (laughs) Perfect. In love and marriage, how many times do I have to effing? Oh, it doesn't say effing. Oh, oh. Ask. (laughs) We've all heard the term nagging wife. But what constitutes nagging? Yeah, well, I think that's the question. I, now, I, I don't know about you, but I know that I am guilty of chronically and constantly asking my husband the same thing over and over again. Are you? I do. I'm terrible at it, but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I will ask, he said retweet. That's my husband. What does that mean? He means I just said I ask over and over and over again. So he's retweeting the fact that I'm a nagging wife. (laughs) (sighs) This is my life. So uh, like, I don't know how many times we had the toilet was broken for, I don't know, five months, six months, the toilet was broken. And so I would ask over and over and over again for him to fix the effing toilet. Mm. So then we end up in Home Depot and I say, hey, you know how the toilet's been broken 
for seven years. <laughs> Do you want to maybe buy the parts and go home and fix it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to buy the parts right now. Well, then the parts sat in a box mm. next to the toilet <laughs> for another, I don't know, six, eight weeks. And so I come in screaming. Finally, I, I'd snapped. Yeah, breaking point. I was like, you go in right now. I was on a live too. What? Oh, yeah. I was like, you go in that bathroom right now and you fix that freaking toilet. Because if I have to look at that box again, knowing all, good and well, you didn't fix that toilet, I'm going to lose it. So he goes, go ahead, lose it. And I go, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I was like, all I should do is fix the friggin' toilet. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go do it myself. I'm going to go fix the toilet myself. So I go to pick up the box to figure out what tools I need. He put the box back after he had fixed the toilet. <gasps> <laughs> he had fixed it like two or three weeks before Are and didn't tell you me. Kidding no, me. that's what he did. <gasps> so and I he, just got chills. And, they, and he knew I was stewing about it too, right? But he just let me keep going. Oh my he let God. me keep going. And I was like, why would you do that? And he's like, it's not my job to tell you I fixed it. And I was like, it only took you six months. So don't come at me like you're some hero. I okay? don't know. That was pretty. That's <laughs> pretty. I there's listen, there's nothing sexier than a man who fixes stuff around the house. Okay, I'm not kidding. Like, I don't know what it is, but and this is gonna sound creepy following this up now, I realize that, but my <laughs> my stepfather <laughs> Oh where are we going? I know, I don't mean it in any way, but so my stepfather growing up, if there was a problem, he would address it immediately, like mm -hmm. immediately. Nobody in the house had to wait. He was, you know, manly and I got this and I will fix it. And it, sh it made me feel like he really loved us and mm -hmm. loved my mom because he wanted to take care of things that we used. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that was sexy because I was a kid, but when I tell my husband, Hey, you know, can you please, um, you know, whatever, put air in the tire and he doesn't do it. I take that directly as you don't care if I die a gruesome death on the highway. You must not love me. It must not be important to you. There's somebody out there who loves me enough to fill my tire because they don't want me to die. And I'm about to go find that person and marry them. Like right. those are the things that go through my head. Right. Well, that's exactly the, uh, that, uh, I agree with you. And I don't think men see it that way, and that's the problem. So we become the nagging wife, but we're basically saying to you, "You do you love me enough to fix the toilet? Right. Do you love me enough to put air in the tire? No. No, you're an awful, awful human being, and I hate you. And technically, I am capable of putting air in my tire. Probably. Probably. But by, by the principle, if I'm loading and unloading these kids and driving them everywhere and doing all the mom stuff, you could put the nozzle up and shoot some air in there for us. You know, do me a solid when do you're by yourself in the car next time, since I'm never by myself in the car. Cause I always have kids and put air in it. Right. No, I'm agreeing with you. I, and, and, and then I hate when he's like, you need to stop asking. And I'm like, I'll stop asking when you've done it. Yeah. And then we fight over that. Well, we don't ask with the anticipation of it being done seven weeks from now. Like when I ask for something, it's because I want it done immediately. Correct. It, I'm not like, hey, babe, do you think that in four months time you could uh, fix the nozzle on the refrigerator handle? Like nobody asks like that. It's because the nozzle's pissing me off. I need it fixed. I don't know how to. You're sitting there watching football. Get up. Yeah. Well, but that's that's the whole thing. And you know what I've I've realized after years of of this, it's it's uh, misaligned priorities. 
He doesn't care about the fridge handle, so it's not on the top of his list, so he's not going to go fix it. Whether it's bothersome to you or not, it's not on the top of the list for him. But if he loved me and respected me, he would want me to be happy. This is my thought process. I am with you. I'm sure it's irrational. It's not. (laughs) It's absolutely not. I'm sure it is, but I feel like if he genuinely loved me, he would want me to be happy. (laughs) And if he knows that fixing the fridge handle made me happy, why would he deliberately not do it? I don't know. Because he doesn't love me. I knew it. We got to end this. I'm going home. Uh, I'm packing no, my I, bags. I'm, I feel, believe me, I'm with you because we have the same, we, we beat a dead horse with this conversation. I completely understand where you're coming from because I'm coming from your exact thought process. And my husband is like, no, it's just because I can't do, I, I'm not doing that right now. That's but not- why you're sitting down? But- Can we call him over here? I want to hear the logic. Yeah. Why don't you come over here? Can you explain to yeah. us why it's not important come over for here you to fix things when we want it fixed? Come as a over man. here. Grab a mic. Grab a mic. You can use mine. He's he's hobbling a bit. He just had knee surgery. By the way, I was a great nurse. Do, do we need to revisit Maybe. the nursing? Look, I wasn't a great nurse day one, but then I picked it up. All right, go ahead. My illness was tough for her. It was. was. It? it was very inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> so just, but no, this is a, this is a legitimate question. Why, when we ask something to happen, do you guys find it so hard to just get up and do it when we ask for it to be done? Out of curiosity. Yeah. We we're just curious. It's not about asking to do something. It's about saying the same things over and over and over again. But we wouldn't Don't... have to if you would just get up and do it. <laughs> but even just when you storytell, you say the same words over and over and over again. I told that's really what's the hard part. Wait. So wait a minute. Are you basically saying that We're the annoying. reason you're a repeater? Because I'm a repeater, you refuse to do the things I ask you to because I've pissed you off. No, I get things done for you. In a speedy time frame? In a in an adequate time frame? No. Inadequate. Okay, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Go back to your priorities. It's just that you ask for lots of things, so I have to prioritize the things you want. Hmm. Studio G had to take place, right? I had to to do all these other tasks. So I can shit in a bucket with no toilet because Studio G had to take place? Is that where we're going with this? Because I would say a toilet is probably pretty high on the list of things that people need. Indoor plumbing is necessary. Well, can I ask a question? Yes. Okay. Do you, as, do you see, though how where we're coming from as far as it's an act of love do you do you do you see it like that or would you be capable of seeing it that way if it was explained to you me fixing a toilet doesn't mean i love you any less or more it means i fixed a toilet so you has nothing to do with me loving you. are you willing to see it like if i were to tell you if you were to go fix a toilet because you know it would make me happy that makes me feel like you want me to be happy in turn, that makes me feel like you love me. Could you see that? Or is it nonsense? Is that what you're actually saying? Are you saying, get I just up. want to flush the fucking toilet. Well, see, that's the, see the difference? So we had this, no, so here's what it is. We had this conversation the other day that anytime we have a conversation, we have to have it four, five, or six times because every time she shares something, it's different than the first second, third, fourth, or fifth time because she says words but doesn't say the words that she means to say because she doesn't know what she means to say. She just says random words. And then after the fourth or fifth time, she says, oh, now I know what I meant. And my thought is, 
the first five times you said words and I started doing things. You said words. I said words. So I started doing things, and now all of a sudden, the new words are completely different than what I started <laughs> Sometimes doing. Sometimes it takes me a little bit to get around to articulating them in a proper right. manner, but so fixing I the tight. toilet is pretty... No, no. So I I'm sit solid. T- when I say fix the toilet, I actually just want you to fix the toilet, because I'm tired of walking in and seeing other people's poop in the toilet, because it won't friggin' flush down. I don't want to look at my own poop, let Close alone... Close your eyes. No. Leave the lights off. <laughs> Leave the lights off. So that's that's my point. And then back add to that the the Is it a spite thing? On my part? Yeah. Maybe for the repeater part. Because oh, yeah. she 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 likes to repeat things to me. So it is true. You're admitting. You're admitting right now that you have neglected to do things just because I've asked oh, for you the so toilet, many for times. Sure. Well, do you see? The toilet progress. I did. This for is sure. spite. This is progress. Oh, I, that's she, spiteful. She pulls me on a live and starts yelling at me about not doing the toilet. I was in the middle of doing some other stuff. Then I went ahead and fixed it. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I packaged the ba- the box back up. On I purpose? I put yes. it. I took a picture of it so I could put it back the same way. But do you see? This okay. is our marriage. I even. I even <laughs> this is our marriage. No, I even adjusted the valve on the toilet so that it sounded like it was still broken, but it was still working. <laughs> You're lying. No, he nope. did because I kept saying I didn't it's still open running. It all the way Go so fix that, it. So that it would just leak out slowly to fill so that it sounded broken. Do you see? Okay. This is 15 years of marriage. <laughs> Purposefully not fully fixing a toilet that has been no, it was asked fully to be fixed. fixed. It's just set up to not seem that way. So that's dick. So what? What? What can Meredith do going forward? What can Meredith do to have like if she wants things done in a timely <laughs> manner? What can she do that will make you want to do it? Just like I don't know everything that's on her list, she doesn't know everything that's on my list. So when she asks for something, I've got things that I'm doing. Okay. She doesn't know about. I have stuff to get done. What are you doing that I don't know about? <laughs> you don't know my business. <laughs> <laughs> this from the man who, when I asked him to do something, he goes, look, it's not that serious. And I was like, what do you mean it's not that serious? He's like, well, I was like, we're, we're, we're married and we have three kids. And he's like, yeah, I like to keep my options open. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but we're kind of invested. Okay. So like, get on board. What if there was an... What if there was an offer of an exchange? Like if you mow the lawn, I will mow your lawn. I do that anyway. That's the problem. Okay. I don't know. Have you ever, you've never seen her try to be sexy. No, it's probably (laughs) very similar to me. I'll mow your lawn. I don't, I don't do sexy. I don't do sexy. No, I, I enjoy doing things to make her happy. It makes me happy. That's, I mean, you've seen all the stuff I built around the house because she wanted it. So I did it. The toilet was not, it wasn't fun for anyone. Right. So, oh, I mean, do you mean I'll, like I'll, dishes and laundry and drop offs and pickups and so mopping floors? Or? I cook dinner. This is escalating. Well, this is escalating. I, I cook dinner four nights a week because I see how much she enjoys it. So, I do that now. And I enjoy doing it, actually. I have fun doing that. Aww. He does cook now. And I got really ticked because he had the surgery and I was like, and I, I, and I couldn't cook. Yeah, she was mad. <laughs> okay. So, what if going forward we focus on the things you do do for each other? As opposed to the things that you don't. I mean, because if you appreciate what they're doing now, it'll maybe motivate them to do more in the future. We can hope. I just solved this I, problem. I, I think I feel like I should be in a couch, laying on a couch right now. <laughs> I will send you an invoice. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, thank okay. you for your insight. It was very okay. eye-opening, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to go about things differently because I'm so smart and I solved the problem. Thank you. We need to focus on appreciating instead of making them feel. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> we were on the same team. I know. I got sidetracked. Screw you guys. <laughs> I changed my mind. Ooh, uh, screw, I just did. Did you just punch but, yourself in the face yeah. with the microphone? I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I think that we should have a... We- I think that from now on, the love and marriage segment, I should step aside and you and Dave should do it because I think it would be very entertaining uh, to have opposing uh, views. Uh, yeah, and you know now he feels like he won. They're not opposing, I'm just right. He's just right. Well... Did you hear that? I did. Mm. Um... But the, I didn't realize he was cooking four nights a week. Oh, wait. So that means he doesn't have to fix the toilet? I mean, pretty much. <gasps> Tiffany, you can't well, just no. jump ship. No, I mean, he, it's not like he's laying around doing nothing, though. No. But he's I- doing other things. Tiffany, who grocery shops, Meredith? It's a back and forth. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes I go. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you got it really good. And I, I thought do, we were on the same team. I do have it really good, but here's the thing too. It I'm took just kidding. it took all of uh, uh I mean, he didn't start cooking until this past year. Does he appreciate what you do? Does he thank you for the stuff that you do? You know how he tries to thank me? Putting his ween by your face? Correct. <laughs> Correct. And then do you know what he says to me after we've had sex? You're welcome. Correct. <laughs> Every time we have sex afterwards, he rolls over and goes, you're welcome. Oh. And it's like, oh, thank you so very much. <laughs> May I have another? <laughs> Every single time. Literally? Literally. That's and hilarious. And he goes like that. He gives me the, you're welcome. And I'm like, mm, I mean, okay. okay, but is it, does he have a right to do that? <laughs> like, is it valid? Because it would be really awkward if it, was if terrible you were, if you were the, still ah. like, welcome for what? Yeah, no. Did we even do it? I don't remember. No, it, I do have it very good. But I just want everybody to know that we we uh, struggled and had a really rough patch. I'd probably say between years seven and ten. Mm. And, um, then it started, we, he started, you know, kind of seeing how overwhelmed and stressed I was. And then in May, as a result of his health issues with his blood pressure, he took over the cooking because he wanted to make sure that he knew how much sodium was, was going into these meals and things Mm. like that. And so he started doing that and I wasn't going to tell him no, of course, cook, cook, please grocery shop, get all of the things that you need. I, I, and I told him, I want you to live. Yeah. It's for his health. Right. It's like, I want you to live and survive. And if, if that's, you know what I mean? Like, great. (laughs) We're letting you cook for you. Correct. You're welcome. Correct. You're welcome. (laughs) Correct. So I'm just saying, I think it's, I think that in in any marriage is fluid. Yeah. There's back and forth. Tons. As long as you're both contributing. Right. And appreciating. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I don't think either of us appreciate the other as much as we should when those things come about. You're right about that. It makes such a huge difference to me. My husband, I was pissed at him. He came up, hugged me from behind and said, thank you so much for taking the kids while and taking such good care of everything. Well, I've got this eye thing going on. It really means a lot. And I was like, (gasps) 
Yeah. You're so welcome. I'll do anything you yeah. want. Yeah. It goes, a, it goes a really long way. Yeah. So I think it's just, it does. And I'm not as good at, as it, at it and neither is he. And I think that's definitely something that we should work on in the future, but he will show me in other ways. Like he's a good gift giver. I remember you telling yeah, me. I'm a terrible gift giver. So Christmas is right around the corner, Dave. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. So any, anyway, but I think it's, uh, it's good to talk about these things, honestly, because people just, I, I I think they assume that um, their marriage is suffering and nobody else's is, right. and that's not the truth. Like we fight, we fight all the time, right? But we're we're fighting constructively. I think for the most part, sometimes I throw in a "you're a dick," you're f- just because your little tiff earlier was cute. It was cute watching you too. I'm like, oh, is this their fights? Because me and Drew break glass. No, I'm that's, just kidding. That's just annoying. That was, that's just. I mean, that happens twenty times a day, right? But we do go back and forth, and he'll say something, and I'll say something. And I try really hard not to be naggy. I try really hard, but then in turn, that looks passive aggressive. You know what I mean? Well, it can end up that way yeah. after you're fed up and you're just done. Yeah. So that my approach has just always been: I'm asking you this because it's exactly what I want, and I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, I don't code it. Like right. this is what I want. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to go do it. Makes it pretty easy. But and like he said, if it's not something that he wants to take care of, then it'll wait. He's got stuff. He has things. He's apparently. got secret stuff. He's got things, <laughs> and I don't need to know his business. Apparently, <laughs> which is fine as well. That's but hilarious. yeah. So yeah. So awesome. Thanks for thanks for coming over here. Just a little on air fight. Dave. NBD. I think we should consider this going. You're forward. well. You hear him? He just said, "Say it again." Say it again. <laughs> Say what you said. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, so much for being here with us. Um, if you are looking for me or Meredith, you can find us at hotmoms.com. <laughs> just Hot kidding. and sexy moms of the internet. <laughs> Where can we find you, Meredith? Um, at That's Inappropriate on Facebook. Instagram, <laughs> YouTube. Don't go to my Twitter. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm b- pretty much juggling the Jenkins everywhere. Yeah, you're juggling. <laughs> Sounds inappropriate. I'm juggling the Jenkins everywhere. Yeah. Um. Anyway. And next week you'll have to come back because we <gasps> will have a big guest. Yeah. Possible more than one, two, three. There'll be two of two them. big guests. At least there's two. Not in size. No. In just personality. It, and actual physical numbers of how many people will be on the show two more than normal yeah right what no just one more no what next week yeah because two two more than normal is that not what i said i mean no because we, we, <laughs> we usually have a guest right so it's one more than normal oh okay okay just kidding <laughs> math is hard i just got so confused <laughs> But you want to come back next week because it's the season finale. It is. Uh, but that's okay because yeah. we'll be back for season two. Yeah. Yeah. If I you're don't, lucky. I don't know when. <laughs> we don't have an answer to that. Um, so join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or leave it. An advice-ish show hosted by two struggling moms who have, who have no, no idea, idea what, what we're doing. doing. Have a great week, friend. Bye.